Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Ooh, good morning. Can you guys hear me? Cool. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity to, to just be here. Thank you for, for being so good to us and, and for loving us and being faithful to us. And uh, <clears throat> thank you for being who you are. I want to give you the praise and the honor for it. Holy Spirit, speak through me this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So I was studying, trying to, like, I am focused, kind (laughs) of. Like, I got to work on being focused. Am I, am I the only one who has to work on being focused or is, and, and so like, cause like I see something go over here and then I'm like, squirrel, like not literally a squirrel this week, but it's like me going. And so I was like, that's cool. And that's cool. And this will work for me and this will bless me and this will help me. And, and then pretty soon I'm like way off from where I wanted to be in the first place, right? And so being who I am, I have to really concentrate. Okay, Genesis, Genesis, Genesis. But sometimes there's some stuff that goes along with Genesis, like maybe in the rest of the Bible, right? That I can touch on a little bit. So we're going to go into Genesis and continue where we're going, but there's some cool stuff um, that I want to touch on. I kind of ended up there last week, if I can find it, because I, I was just driving here, and I was driving here frantically, because I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late, and everything, just one of those mornings. Anyone ever have one of those mornings? And so, like, I start off, and I'm like, I'm going to look sharp, man. I'm going to get all dressed up, and then I take off, and I was like, oh man, I got some shirts I got to deliver, and I keep forgetting them, and so I was like, Oh man, so I was grabbing stuff and just going through stuff and and then I was like, okay, calm down. Just breathe, focus and just keep going. Sometimes when things get out of hand, we can get out of hand with them. Right? We can we can be like, "Oh my gosh, that's a boogeyman." Horses do that all the time, right? <laughs> and I should know from horses, right? And so like you're leading the horse around and something jumps out and they're like, Oh, it's going to kill me. It's like a plastic bag, right? It's like Walmart's scary, but the bag's not, you know? And so, so they're freaking out, and they're like jumping from something that's not even going to hurt them. And then they end up hurting themselves because they're afraid of the thing that, that's not going to hurt them. And how much of the time is that us, right? How much of the time do we do that in our lives is, is we get our focus off where we want to go and we get our focus off of, of what, we're, what God's got in mind for us and then pretty soon everything around us is, is like shaking at us. And like, like if you thought one paper bag or plastic bag was bad, right now we're going through a car wash full of them, <laughs> right? Everywhere you look, it seems like there's chaos and there's disorder and there's quarreling and there's grumbling and there's this and there's that. And it's like everything on the planet is shaking a bag at us, right? And we could look at that and think, you know something? This is the worst thing to ever, ever happen to us. But it's just the opposite. And if I've learned anything from training colts and working in the horse industry, it's this. It's um, when I'm 
getting a horse used to stuff, do you know what I do? I take it to him. Like if he's afraid of a bag, guess what he's going to get a good dose of? <laughs> he's going to get a good dose of a bag. And he's probably going to get a good dose of a bunch of them. So now I'm sitting here trying to think of this from a horse's perspective. <laughs> like, okay, I've got all these bags coming on top of me. All this stuff hitting me. What is my trainer trying to teach me? And I just come to one conclusion. The whole thing it's about is trust me. Like, like I'm more capable to take care of you than, than you are of yourself. And that's what fear does, is it takes our focus off of our creator, off of our father, off of our guide, off of our friend, and puts it onto um, the thing that we're afraid of. And then when we get afraid, you know what we do? Is we get into self-preservation. Right? So there's two, two things a horse does in self-preservation. Do you know what those are? It's fight or flight. Fight or flight. That, that's it. They got two options. And you know something? That's what we got too. Actually, some of them take it a little bit more into a different option. It's not flight, but it's getting ready to be fight because they soul up. Right? You ever been around some people who do that? Like they just lock up. I used to be real bad about that. I was like, like I wasn't going to run and I was not going to fight, but I would soul up. So really, I was running from you and fighting at the same time, right? So, so we're thinking, oh, I'll just soul up and just stand here and not. And then pretty soon, I'm either in a fight or I'm running, right? You don't have a choice. And so, but, but in life, that's what happens is there, but what I found out, there's no place to run, there's, there's no place to run. I mean, they used to say that America is the last great place on earth. If this goes down, then there's nowhere else to go. But I'm telling you, if our dependency is just in America for our security, we're in trouble. Right? And I love America, and I'm thankful for America. And in some physical ways, that's true. But in other ways, God's got it. It's way bigger and way more powerful and, and way more on top of it than we even think. And he's doing stuff behind the scenes in our lives and in, in, in our families and in our, in, in our country and in this world that would blow our minds. And so, so the biggest thing we can do is say, you know something? It's just a plastic bag. Everything flapping around us is just a plastic bag. You can be afraid of Walmart, but don't be afraid of the bag. Right? You can tell I'm afraid of Walmart, right? <laughs> Any place. When I was a kid, they used to be like real little, you know? They used to be just good size. Where, where I grew up, now they're like, I mean, good Lord. I don't like going in a store that it takes me more than five minutes to walk in and walk out. There's something wrong with that, you know? And so, and they shouldn't have everything. I mean, save something for someone else to sell. You hear what I'm talking about? And so, so, but the plastic bag's flipping around, flying around. Don't lose your focus. Don't, don't lose what God's wanting to do. Because that very thing that's flapping around on us is the very thing that's teaching us that we can trust our, our trainer. That we can trust our Father. That He's like, yeah, it's just a plastic bag. And we're like, no, it's not. Do you know what they're doing? Do you know what they're saying? Do you know what this bill looks like? He's like, look, I, I own the cattle on a thousand hills. All the silver's mine. All the gold's mine. Don't you think I can take care of you? 
or maybe get a bad fit, uh, report. He's like, dude, it's just a flapping bag. I paid for that on the cross. Let's come to me with that and leave that with me and watch what I'll do. Right? Maybe you're mad at someone. There's a flapping bag at you. And he's like, come to me. I'm your peace that breaks down every wall. Trust me. And we find that we're coming to him in everything that's going on around us, and that's the safest place to go, right? Rather than chasing a bag here and chasing something here and going here and going there, we can go to him and know that he is faithful and he's going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And that's good news, right? And, and that's the gospel. And so it helps us to get our focus where it belongs, and it belongs on, on our, our God and our Creator and our Father who wants to be our friend, right? And so, so we, it gives us hope in, in these times. And so we're in Genesis chapter 12, but we're going to do a detour. We're going to go, It's how Linda drives now. <laughs> we went from a CX-9 to a Mustang. And that dude don't have a saddle horn, guys. <laughs> right? And so and it makes this cute little sound when you step on the gas. It goes, vroom, vroom, vroom. And I love it. But I did not think there was a chance in the world that my wife would love that sound. But she loves it even more than I do. Because, like, we get in the car to go somewhere, and I hear this, vroom, vroom, and I'm like, where's the saddle horn? Like... They really messed up in this car because it doesn't even have the handle up here, right? The only saving grace is these seats are made to tuck you in, right? And so when she takes off, I'm like, there's no saddle horn. I'm just going to set and just ride through it, close my eyes, and hope I survive. So I never ride with her on Saturday night because I want to make sure I can live at least to preach the next morning, Right? But we got to keep our focus on, on what God's doing, right? And, and where, where He's at. And He wants our focus to be on Him. And when we focus on Him, we get to see who He is and see how He is and see what He's doing in our life because he, he wants to do things so much greater than we, we see Him, right? The Bible says that, that our thoughts are not His thoughts or His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. He's got a different way of doing stuff. Like I was talking about the bag with the horse, you know, it's flapping around and the horse wants to run. But when it's flapping around, the trainer's taking the bag to the horse, right? That is not the horse's way of handling things. <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? The horse would rather be like out of here or fighting, but in order to get through that, sometimes he has to face that bag. And some, sometimes God says, when, when we focus on him there's things that are flapping around us and he says don't look at that look at me and he'll take us right through some of those things that scare us to death isn't that funny he's like we're always trying to find a way around it in life and do this or that and he's like just follow me just go with me it's just a flapping bag guess what i'm the creator of the universe and i can make a way where you don't even see a way because i'm not good and when we trust him, we know. And then it's a little word that we develop. We call it trust when it's coming with our horses, right? That horse trusts us. Well, that bonds with it. Well, you're whispering to the horse. I'm not whispering to the horse, right? Everyone thinks these guys are horse whispers. They're not. They just talk back. With, they recognize the horse. 
and they're talking back with the horse. There's a dialogue between the person and the horse, right? And horses talk, they don't like, well, there's only one time in history I know a donkey or a horse talked. <laughs> right? And it's recorded in the Bible. Right? And he was mad because the guy's like, beating him. go, 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 go. And, and that was one case where it wasn't a flapping bag. <laughs> right? The guy didn't even know. Like, man, here, that's not a flapping bag. There's an angel there with a sword, and you ain't going to whoop me into that. Right? But it's a one time in the history of earth that a horse talked or a donkey talked. Right? Other than that, like, and it wasn't whispering, I'm sure. Neither one of them were because he seemed pretty hot, you know. But that... That horse is always talking, and they're communicating. They're communicating in their way and in their language and talking how they talk. And so, like, a horse will come up, and they're always, like, I'll see a horse to go to shoe them, and they'll come up, and, and I can see their expression and see, and, and they're, 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 someone will they'll reach out to put, put their nose to tap me, and, and the owner will jerk their head. I look, no, stop. But let that, he's checking me out. He's one. Like, if you see horses... Like, go down an aisle, and they have their heads out. What are they going to do? They're going to step out there, and when they come up to another horse, what are they going to do? They're going to touch their nose. Like, not like this. This isn't not my hand, you know? <laughs> so, do you guys understand what I'm saying? And so, so, they're trying to talk on, but they only know their language. They hear a lot of different languages a lot of times, and it's usually because people don't understand their language. Right? But that's what God speaks our language. The Bible says that Jesus come to, come to earth as man. He's not someone who's not familiar with what we're going through. Right? And so he speaks our language and he talks our language and he understands us. And the moment that you, under, you, uh, you understand a horse and the horse understands that you understand him, the whole relationship changes. And you can go farther than you could ever do because they're like, well, you understand what I'm saying, then you understand what's scaring me. And then when you tell me it's all right, then guess what? I know it's all right. Right? So a horse, like the only, only defense they have is like you're out in the pasture and, or in the field in the wild and, and they're eating and they can eat because they have these alarm systems called other horses. Because if they see a paperback, they're going to go up and pretty soon the whole herd's seen the paperback and gone. And we can be like that too. As people, someone can say this. Guess what? It, there's no hope. It's over now. Everything's done. And God's like, that's just a paper bag. That's not what my word says. Let's hear what I'm talking about. And it's important for us to grasp it. And it's important for us to get it in this day. If we don't, we're, we're going to be running all over the place scared and we're going to end up hurting ourselves rather than accomplishing what God wants us to do. And so I want to focus back on that. And so what I was talking about trust is trust is really faith, right? If I trust you, then I'm going to believe in you, right? I'm going to know if I trust you, like it's going to be okay, it's going to be okay. And I'm, I know that I can count on that. And so that's what's so important. So Hebrews chapter 11 says this. Whew. I had to breathe a second. 11.1 Now faith 
is being sure what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Okay, now listen to this one more time. Now faith is being sure what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. So faith is literally saying, I am sure that this thing that I'm hoping for, the Bible, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, hope defer makes the heart sick. Have you ever hoped that a situation would change or hoped that something would turn around or hoped that this would happen or that would happen? And it seemed like it was just taking forever, but you had a promise from God and God said, guess what? I'm going to do this. And you're like, I don't see no way possible. And then when God gives us promises, a lot of times it looks exactly the opposite of, of what he's telling us. And am I the only one who has that experience with God? Like, like he says, I want you to do this or do that. And it looks like everything on the planet comes to organize against you and make it look like it's not going to happen. And all of a sudden the Red Sea parts. Whoosh, and guess what? You go through, and it's bigger and better than you ever thought. And it's because God um, built this in us that we're to walk by faith. He says, I want you to walk by faith. What does that mean? Not by what you see, because what we see is just flipping bags. Right? It's just a bunch of boogie monsters. What, what we learn to depend on is what God says. And he says, it's okay, you can get through this. This is not going to hurt you, right? The Bible says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Right? What's he saying? He's like, in all things, I will work for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And you know what? That is great news, right? Why? Because that means even the bad things are going to work out for our good. You hear what I'm saying? And so we just learn, okay, God, I'm going to trust you. Okay, God, I know that it's going to work out. Instead, we get to fighting with God, and we get to fighting with everyone else around us, and, and, and we lose our focus, and our focus is on His promises and on His truths. And in His, in his promises and truth, He has assignments and, and stuff for us, and we get to learn, hey, what do I get to do with you? Right? What, what are we going to do today? Who can we bless today? How do you want to use me today, Father? You know? I want to see people blessed. Instead, we're like, oh man, boogeyman. Oh man, that, that's a bag. Do you know what they said on the news? Oh my goodness. Right? And then we're, our focus is off. Right? Do you know what that person said to me? How dare them say that? Right? It's just kind of like a gift. Someone trying to give you a gift and you don't receive it. Whose gift is it now? It still belongs to the person who's trying to give it to you. Same way with insults and negative stuff. If someone's trying to give you that, and you're like, no, that's okay, you can keep it. Guess who gets to keep it? Not them, but we're like, oh, yes, let me wrap that up, and I'm going to meditate on that and think about it, and it's going to bring me so much peace. No, it doesn't. Do you know what it does? It just stirs us up, gets us in that fight mode, right? Or the flight mode, and then, or souls us up, and we don't do nothing. And we're useless for a period of time, right? It takes our usefulness off and takes our focus off. And now, instead of following God and following what he said, we're following a lie. 
right? And a distortion. And it might not even be a lie. It might be a fact. But truth trumps facts. You hear what I'm saying? Truth overcomes facts because the word is the truth. See, it was true one time that I was dying on my way to hell, right? That I did not have a future. But Jesus said, I've paid the price. I, I've paid the price, put the, put the forgiveness in your account. All you got to do is cast the check, right? That was good news, right? So there's a truth that God has that will change your life and change your eternity if you'll just focus on him. Amen? So now faith is sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commanded for. He's like, I was just thinking about that. And um, here's Abraham. He had picked up with his dad, and they had moved to Haran, and then his dad shut down. He sold up in Haran, right, and quit. And then when his dad dies, God's like, okay, I want you to pick up, and I want you to leave, and I want you to go to a land, right? And I ain't telling you where it's at. I'm not giving you a GPS or directions. Like, you're not going to know your final destination. You see, with our GPS, we plug in an address, right? Am I the only one who uses GPS anymore? Right? I plug in an address, and guess what? It tells me how to go, right? But I know where I'm going before I start, right? Sometimes I don't know where I'm at in the middle, but I have faith that I'm getting where I'm supposed to be. But at least I have a destination that I'm going to go to. But in a way, Abraham didn't have an address, but you know what? He had something even better. Do you know what that is? It's a promise. God said, I'm going to take you to a land that, that you don't know about, right? But he's like, this is a great land, and I'm going to do great things with you, and this is your land, and for your descendants after you, right? But he gave him a promise. He didn't give him the address, but he said, you're going to get there. But he says, guess what? Guess how you're going to get there, right? You're just not going to start walking, and all of a sudden, boom, you're there. Like, Abraham had to walk it out. You guys understand? Like, like he had to literally... Take a step. He had to go. Okay, so he prepared everything. And then his family had to understand that, that he was what was going on and trust him enough to follow him. And his nephew Lot trusted him so much, he's like, I'll go with you too. Hey, I'm coming too, right? But they had to trust him and they had to go to the land. There was nothing familiar. There's no history. But he went because God told him. Do you know what? That's faith. That's faith. That's trust. He's like, I, I, I trust you. And it's not like he had a long history of, uh, of faith people in his family either. Although his dad had to have some faith to start out, at least getting to Haran. So God, went, God went, did something in Abraham because he left everything. Everything was out of what he had seen, heard, felt, smelled. He was totally living by trust, walking in the Spirit. The Bible talks about walking in the Spirit. That's what it's talking about. It's like I'm not dependent on what I see, hear, smell, feel, taste, touch, all that, all that mumbo-jumbo. 
I'm, I am dependent on what I hear, but I'm dependent on what I hear in my spirit, not in my flesh. You guys hear what I'm talking about? Because this is the seasons and the times that make great men. This is the time that you were born for. There is greatness sitting inside you that God wants to explode and show you how good he is and how great he is and how much he wants to do in your life and just show off if we'll focus on him and not look at the flapping backs. Right? Say no to the Walmart bags. Say no to Walmart. No offense, you go to Walmart. But he says, this is what they were commended for. This is what Abraham was commended for. He laughed, man. He, he, he was going to be buried in a land that he didn't even know. Right? He, he was, he was going to walk in a land and he didn't even know the people there. All he had was his family. I mean, what trust? See, sometimes when we have God, that's more than enough. Right? Because God's like, like, I'll make you great. I'll make your name great. I'll do great things in your life if you'll just trust me. Sometimes you, you just got to go, right? Sometimes it's beyond belief, right? We got to go beyond what we believe and trust that what he says. And it will be beyond our belief. It says, by faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. That's why I, I believe one of the biggest lies that ever hit the, this world was when it says, like, I hate going up to a sign and it says, six million years ago, this happened. Right? Why? Do you know what they're saying? They're saying that the Bible's not true. Right? The Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth. And you weren't there six million years ago, right? And so that's creation. And there's all, like even in pastors, there's totally different opinions. But there's no, no um, veering from the truth when it comes to what God says. And he says he created the earth and he formed the earth and he created us, right? And it's by faith that we understand that. And that we understand that the universe was formed at God's command. Not just this planet. Do you hear what I'm The universe. Right? That's why when you, when you go to a Jewish synagogue, it's Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Olam. Blessed are you, O Lord God, King of the universe. Right? We forget that He's the King of the universe and He's that big. And if He can create all this stuff with a word, what can his word do for you? All you need is, is a word. That's why the one Gentile general, right? He, or, um, he comes to Jesus, my servant's sick. And, and he's like, well, I'll go with you. And he's like, no, all I need is a word. And he says, great faith have I not seen in all of Israel. And do you know he said that to two people? And do you know both those people were Gentiles? They didn't even have a covenant with him, right? And he says, I'm gonna, it's your faith that I'm going to honor, right? And it's your trust. My time's not come yet, but I'm going to supersede time because he's God. He's not in time. You hear what I'm saying? And guess what? Boom. At his word, he was healed. And that's good news for us because all we need is one word up from God and he'll change our situation. 
one word of God from God and he can change that hard heart. One word from God and he can change your finances. One word from God and he can make a way. And, and here's the key is, when do you have it? Is it when you step into it? Or is it when you believe you have it? Because see, God said, I'm giving you this land, Abraham. Do you know when Abraham really possessed that? When God told him he did? We're thinking, well, it's not mine because it's not in my hands, but it, but it is, right? Salvation is ours because God promised he paid for it on the cross, right? And, and it's already ours, but, but when we possess it, when we believe it and receive it, and it's ours, but it's been ours ever since he died for us. All we have to do is ask for it, and that's all any of us have to do is ask for it. If you don't know, know Jesus, it's easy, man. He's like, like, just sign your name on the check. I already deposited it in your account. And you can have life and life more abundantly. Not just, not just fire insurance to keep you from hell, but, but a life here so that when you're going through the hell around you, you can have life. And that's good news. It's that easy. And I love this. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Man, I want to get this in our hearts in this season because God's got promises and He's got got stuff that He wants to do in our lives and in our personal lives and in this church. And, and He's got stuff that'll blow our minds if we'll just come into agreement with what He's saying. If, if we'll just walk by faith, right? He says, walk by faith and not by sight. Actually, He, he says, if anyone shrinks back, it's not of faith, right? He's like, don't shrink back. Don't like, like step here. Right? I do that with horses all the time. I got the plastic bag and they're like trusting me and all of a sudden I bring it back and they're like, Woo, what are they doing? They're shrinking back, man. And I can't get anything done or accomplished in that horse's life until it realizes that it can trust me. That it can come to me. That, that, that I'm going to take care of it. It doesn't realize that I am offering it the best Gift it's, gift it's ever had in its life because it's getting a foundation that will last for its entire life. And that's what Jesus is offering us. And he's like, man, sometimes we already know him, right? And sometimes we need a little rework or warmed up, right? Because maybe we got, oh man, here comes the bag. And you're like, you've seen the bag a million times, but this bag isn't Walmart. It's like, like, like Costco. <laughs> Like way bigger, you know what I mean. So, so it doesn't matter what the bag says on it; it's still just a bag. No offense from Walmart or Costco. We actually could use your sponsorship, by the way, too. <laughs> I'm giving you a lot of prop. Okay. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. And then he says this. And I love this because this is called the faith chapter, but everything goes by faith. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. Why, why did he? Because 
Abel had faith in God. Cain didn't. Right? And it wasn't that faith wasn't available to Cain. It was that Cain was looking at the plastic bag. Right? By faith he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith he still speaks even though he is dead. You hear what that? See, Cain had a problem because he wasn't able. <laughs> That's pretty cute, isn't it? I kind of impressed myself right there. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Right? But the truth is, is Cain was able all the time. All he had to do was say, you know something, I'm going to trust you and not trust in myself. I'm going to surrender to you and not depend on myself to save myself. Do you ever do that? Man, things scare me and I'm like, first thing I got to do is fix this and fix that or, or I want to do this and then I start thinking in the natural. God says do this. I'm like, well, I got to cut budget here. I got to do this here. I got to do more here. And God's like, hey, time out. Those are plastic bags. I didn't tell you that you had to do all that other stuff. I said, you need to go here. Trust me. I'll show you how to get there. All you got to do is step. And I'll make a way where there seems no way. Isn't that good news? Whew. God did something, and it's awesome. He says that, and by faith he still speaks, even though he is dead. Do you know what? Abel thought, you know what, I'm just doing this because I love God. And you know what, God, we're talking about his faith still. It was a big deal to God. When we trust him, you know it's a big deal to him. Because it's like, oh man, he trusts me. I get that connection with horses. The moment that they connect and the moment that I know, it's a big deal to me. Because you know what they're doing? They're giving me their life. They're giving me their safety. They're giving me their ability to survive. And they're telling me, guess what? I believe you more than I believe all this stuff around. And I trust you. And I know we can go through anything together. And it does something to our heart. And it's like, wow. Thank you. I'm so honored that you trust me. And that's what our father is like. Man, that's a big deal. I understand. I understand that, that you feel like sometimes you need to preserve and, and save yourself. But guess what? You can't. That's why I did it for you. But the best way to save yourself is to give your life up to me. And we give our life to him. That's where we have security. That's where we have peace. That's where we have hope. That's where we have everything we need or are ever going to need. And we find it in Him. He's got plans. The enemy's saying, ah, I'm going to wipe you out. I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. No. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. With long life will He satisfy me and show me His Yeshua, His salvation. By the way, that's Jesus. Hebrew for Jesus, not the Greek, Jesus. He goes by both, by the way. Don't get hung up on that. But he loves us that much. By faith, Enoch was taken from life that he did not experience death. Taken away before he was taken. Before he was taken, 
before, before he was taken. Man, I, I just love Jesus so much. So before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible. It's what? Whoa, impossible? To please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.